Murky's podcast, and I'm very, very excited today to talk to one of my favorite guests that we've had on. We had so much fun the last time she was on the podcast. We are talking with writer Julie Sherman Wolf. And Julie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast again, second time. Thank you so much for having me back. It was so much fun the first time. Yeah. I laughed so hard. Yeah, we really did. I mean, we could have talked. And we and I, I cut a, a bit out just because it was so long, but but uh, but we could have talked for the whole evening. We really could. <laughs> I think I think we should. I think there should be some sort of live, um, you know, dinner party with yes. all you guys and and you know me and Nina and oh. whoever else you guys have on. Um, just some sort of you know. Yes. Yeah. That would be so we'll just, fun. But it should be somewhere really good that we have to you know that we can all write off as a trip, you know, yeah. like Hawaii. Well, yeah. Oh my like gosh. That. Our yeah. dream, uh, Hallmark writers retreat that even though I'm not a writer, I can, I can. Actually, then it should be in Vermont. Honestly, if <laughs> yeah. it's going to be, uh, it really should be up here in my yeah. neck of the woods. I mean, yeah. we have interviewed enough writers at this point <laughs> that we would have a fun group. <laughs> it would be fun. It would be really fun. <laughs> But it would have. But then the problem is there'd have to be the recorded part that we do, you know, that gets that on the, and then there'd have to be the silence part, you know. That's true. <laughs> so. It would just be a patron-only exclusive. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I man. I've started. I I finally um got a patron account. Um, mostly because now I now I for whatever I don't know why I thought it was Patreon. Uh-huh. Um. And well, it is. It's, it's Patreon. It's Patreon or Patreon, whatever. Patreon, I got yeah. it. Now I can say it because yes. I've learned to say it. So I'm now, you know, now I'm okay. Yeah. Well, we'll put do a it. link down. Anybody, please, please, please support us on Patreon. We sure appreciate it. But yeah, Patreon. We, I don't know what it means though, but you know, happy <laughs> to support. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, so you yeah, because we've interviewed the Berg sisters. We've interviewed, and they would be so fun. <laughs> we've interviewed the Berg sisters. We've interviewed Anna White. Uh, these are just the screenwriters we've interviewed. Uh, Nina Weidman uh, will be fifth time this this uh, season. Topher Payne, Sarah Montana, uh, Zach Hug, uh, Marcy Holland, Tracy Andreen, uh, of course you, and uh, and jo- Joao Bokin. So. so Marcy and Tracy and Nina are sort of, you know, are we're sort of the little tribe where we have <laughs> our little side messaging conversations going oh, yeah. at all times <laughs> just to check in with each other it's very nice to have that because you know writing can be a very solitary pursuit yes. and it's just nice to have people that totally understand what you're yeah. you know like what's going on and yeah you know you vent a little do, bit i would love to do an episode one of these days on marcy's shark movies i think that would be really fun Oh, for sure. It's so funny because um, she lives so close. She lives in Boston, and I'm here, and and we we keep saying we need to get together, but we're both so busy. You know, I'm yeah. very happy. Hashtag yeah. blessed. But yeah, we have to. I have to get together with her. Um, yeah, that's then, why it was so great to have Christmas Con up here. Yeah. I could drive there. It was awesome. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. We also got to interview Samantha Herman, but that will be coming. Uh, later I don't know a few of them. I feel like we all need to. Yeah, there needs yeah. to be a. There definitely needs to be a, a, a retreat. I love so. that. would be so fun. But but yeah, so Christmas Con, that so fun. Yeah. So you got to get picked to be in this writers panel. We talked to uh, Elise Murray about it. Uh, but uh, but yeah, what was that like? Uh, it was actually a lot of fun. Um, I had a lot of fun in the green room because there were a few, you know, a handful of Hallmark actors back there that I already knew, and you know, it's harder to chit chat at TCA, you know, which is the Critics Association Gala that they, Hallmark has twice a year. And I always go back to LA for that. But it's that's a big fancy night where everyone's, you know, dressed up and there's interviews yes. and red carpets. And it's just not a great time to catch up with people. So it was really fun to just hang out and, you know, chit chat with people that I knew. Um, and actually, uh, had a lovely talk with Cameron Matheson about because I, I was supposed to go to the set of Christmas Club. Uh, in the summer in Winnipeg and I ended up getting sick whilst on vacation so I flew straight home instead of going to the set which was my next um, I also missed TCA that year it was supposed to be my big we went to Alaska I got the flu both kinds of flu by the way double Uh, and then 
my next phase was supposed to be to go to Christmas Club, and then I was supposed to fly to L.A. for the Hallmark thing, and I missed those two things, those last two things. No, so it was nice to see Cameron and just tell him how great he was in it, and he is so uh, – I can't wait till you see it. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. So I have to talk to him about it. We'll talk. I'm sure we'll talk more about yeah. that movie in a minute, but um, <laughs> great to talk to him. And then, you know, it was like, it was really funny because it was literally just like the Hallmark family reunion. Everyone just kind of hanging out. And my favorite thing was watching Santa sort of load up his plate at the lunch buffet uh-huh. in the green room. That made me laugh. I wish I could have <laughs> taken a picture. Yeah. It's just Santa with, you know, with, with tongs picking out the best part of the salad. <laughs> you know? You're like, who knew that Santa was the, was, was the picky eater? This like Santa is taking all the pecans out of the uh, salad, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, that would be. And then all the kids. There was a bunch of kids in there. Um, I think Chad Michael Murray's kids and a couple other people's kids were in there, and they're looking at Santa. And you know, everyone's going like, "Isn't that cool?" You know, remember Santa has to fatten up. Everyone's you know talking about how you know Santa eats too. Isn't that cool that you get to see Santa eat? You know, and 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 hog the hog the uh, pecans and cranberries salad. (laughs) You're like, I didn't know that a, that would be really funny if like Santa was gluten-free or something like that would be hilarious. <laughs> or he, or he actually just can't have sugar. Yeah. He just can't have sugar. He's like, all these cookies, they ruined me. <laughs> like, I just, I, he's like, I'm keto. <laughs> keto. Oh my gosh. Keto. My, my friends, they, uh, a bunch of them have these keto instagram things and so i follow them just to support my friends and god bless them the food that they post looks so gross i'm just like you're (laughs) it always looks kind of gray and pasty and i'm just like it's you know what it totally works but it's totally not sustainable i'm actually thinking about doing i don't know how to i don't know how to brand this but um like just from all the fertility treatment i went through to have my son who is now 10 by the way i cannot blame my you know baby weight at this point i went through a lot of fertility treatment and all this stuff and my job is very sedentary i thought how can i do like you know hallmark writer you know follow the hallmark writer as she attempts to drop 50 pounds i don't know i mean i I feel like there's almost a you know there'd be accountability in that way but nobody actually wants to see that you know if you do instagram though just don't make your food look like prison food no 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 no. what i would do is um no oh my god no wait i'm this is this is genius here it comes um if i make it about the the writer me being you know trying to do this and i post it on instagram then it's this is business and then I can have a food delivery service make me good food and write it off. Yeah. There hey. you go. That, that's genius. Maybe you can Woo. start writing a love story about the food delivery. About food delivery. Service. That's right. <laughs> about um, food delivery you know, guy. you know, that actor, um, you know, Ryan McPartland, he's, uh-huh. he's been in a couple yeah. of Hallmark movies. Um, he is a friend of mine because we used to live in the same town. Uh-huh. His wife started one of those food deliveries. I mean, but, yeah. you know they're both in insane shape but you know his yeah. wife did that and she's it's, it's very popular i don't think it would work in connecticut necessarily but um yeah. <laughs> meals on wheels in love or something oh my gosh totally yeah well you, then you have yeah oh my gosh okay you know, well you, there okay you, you you're know, gonna the, get a cut you're gonna get a cut yes. of this now you know my favorite thing in the whole world is coming up with pitches. Like I, I don't know if I'm really out for <laughs> cut out for actual writing, but I love. You give me like an ingredient, I will like. You give me some, like the tools that you need. The title, I love basically, coming That's up with. Like, you can reverse engineer anything, right? <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite thing in the whole world to do. We just did the other day. Uh, we had the uh, for Christmas scavenger hunt. We had the actor who played the wrong guy named John mm-hmm. Welch on and so we we uh we spent uh, about 10 minutes coming up with what the sequel for his character would be his redemption arc and <laughs> I love stuff like that when when after you see Christmas Club there's something that happens at the end that is begging for a sequel so we'll have to yes. talk about it after yeah I can't give it away I'm excited well, I felt like I felt like it was left hanging yeah. so <laughs> well so you have had a bit of a gap as far as yeah uh, 
things premiering and obviously been working and uh so i was just curious to talk about your process and how how do you stay motivated in these like writing intense kind of uh these gap this gap years like balancing so many projects you're working on at the same time uh how how do you stay motivated in your writing well it's funny so when, when you guys see a gap it's not really for me right. because I have eight or nine or 10 things going at once and they're all in various phases. So I'll, like um, a couple of the movies, I would say three or four things that, you know, were supposed to be for 2019 kind of got pushed just, just for various reasons. And then I was already working on stuff for, you know, in the year. So like there's a, I, I was, I've never worked more in a year where nothing got made and that's not to say it's not going to and and you know things are now a lot of stuff has gotten has started to ramp up uh-huh. um but so i was extremely busy like i didn't i didn't feel like i ever had a day where there wasn't something i could be writing uh for one project or another uh-huh. and so now thank god <laughs> i got to i got to wipe some of those off of my desktop and put it in the completed folder yes. and now i have new things popping up that i'm working on um it's definitely not quite as hectic as it was before because i already have two christmas movies sort of like well on their way for next year one it's already has a draft done and one is already has the outline done Amazing. So, so farther we're farther ahead than last year and then of course i have um non-christmas movies shocking I know, but I do have other, <laughs> I do have other things. Um, I, if, you know, listen, I'd love to write the Christmas movies the most, but I also uh-huh. have like a wedding one that I can't wait till it gets made. And there's, uh, well, I was going to say a high school reunion one, but now we're changing it into a wedding one. Uh-huh. Um, and then I have a very exciting one that is based in Italy that I know I talked about last time, but now we're much closer to that being real. And I can't tell you who the producer is that's involved, uh-huh. but it's, great and exciting and um yeah just a lot of stuff so it's funny so like the gap year on the air is yeah it doesn't to me it didn't feel like any kind of any kind of gap at all because they're ultimately they're all gonna get made yeah because you have three coming out this season yes which is amazing and uh and so but do you do you ever get writer's block do you ever get where you just cannot think of any ideas um, so what I tell people is that after 20 some odd years of it, you just can't, that's not a luxury I have, I can afford mm-hmm. as, as writer's block, to be honest. Like, uh-huh. you know, I can, I can feel like I don't have time to really sit and get a good writing session in. And that stresses me out. Like, you know, just life gets in the way. And it's funny when people, when you work from home, people just assume you could just drop everything and go do stuff. Right. Like, you know, know well, you work from home. So it's not like a real job where you, you know, you can't, you just come to the school at noon and hand out snacks for the kids for whatever, you know, (laughs) what, what does it matter? You're home, you know, um, at one point I considered getting an office just so that I could not be accessible, but it's fine. I've learned to say no. And you know, um, but yeah, so, uh, what was the question? <laughs> well, no, I mean, just if you ever get, if, if you ever get writer's blocking, you don't, I don't know, you just don't know what to do kind of with a project. Um, you know what, if you sit the... there long enough, honest to God, if you sit there long enough and just start typing, it'll, it'll find itself. And you might have to go back and fix stuff when you, yeah. from the beginning. But like, if I have a scene to write and I have no idea like what it's going to be, I will just sort of do sort of the bad version. Uh-huh. And what I call the bad version, um, which I'm sure is still just, uh, fabulous, right? The bad version. Yeah. Um, no. So no, I'll do like the bad version and then I'll kind of like, it'll find itself and then I'll go back and fix it. Uh-huh. I love, I, my favorite way to write when I have the luxury of time is to kind of do what I call a vomit draft and just write everything that's coming out of my head and not really care about structure or punctuation or grammar or typos and just yeah. do it. And then I go back through it and kind of just, you know, mold it. So I like throw the giant chunk of clay out there in a splat, like, yeah. a, you know, and then I kind of mold it into a statue or whatever it's going to be. If, so go if, on. If you, no, if you were in the world of literature, you'd say then you're like a pantser versus a plotter. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, it's, it's just, um, some, it's, sometimes it was like dialogue, you know, it's easier just to type and not, not 
try too hard to think about every single word when you're when you're doing when you're typing as fast as you're thinking. It's just better to just let let it just go and not mm-hmm. stress over it because then it'll sound more natural, and yeah. then you can go back and fine tune it. You know, because to me, it's almost like a math problem at the end when you write a scene. You know, it's it's everything has a balance, everything has a feel to it, um, and I know when it's right. So, right. Um, but yeah, so for writer's block, I mean, it's nah, I don't know. I mean, you, maybe when I just first started out, mm-hmm. I think it's well, a good excuse to not work. But right. you really sometimes you just can't. You can't not work. You have to do it. Right. Well, I mean, that's probably an advantage of having a bunch of different projects you're working on. Maybe you can work for a little bit on something else. Now kind of get the juices flowing. Uh, right. And, and you know, it's, it, you don't have, you, you just can't say, Oh, I, I just can't do it today. There's yeah. just no time to, to have that. Yeah. So for me though, and I think this is sort of an ADHD thing is that I can't do, I really can't do more than one thing in a day. Uh-huh. Like, it's really hard for me to start, you know, a wedding movie and then switch mm-hmm. over to the Christmas movie. Right. So if I have a call on, let's say a Christmas movie, if I have a notes call or something from the network, I really won't even start something else. Cause I just have to get my head in the right place. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I thought that that was a weird quirk of me, but now I think it's just a, um, it's like a focus yeah. <laughs> like focusing. I'm really good at focusing on one thing at a time. Yeah, I well, I mean, they say the whole multitasking thing is basically a myth. Like the human brain can't like physically do two things at once. So what you I believe that I do, but then my son can he's literally doing math homework while he's singing singing a song, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, are you seriously? There's no way that yeah. you were able to do this, and, and he, but he's doing it. And he he can read with um, he can read books with stand up comedy going on in the background. Ooh, so that, either he's, for me. I, I don't know how he does it. And, you know, he'll probably, you know, I don't know if he's retaining anything <laughs> that he's hearing <laughs> or learning, yeah. but um, I didn't retain anything. I always say like, I, you know, I don't know how I even do my job because I have the worst memory on the planet uh-huh. for anything, anything that's ever happened to me, seen, read, heard, tasted. I forget everything. Yeah. <laughs> That's why my sister is, and it's so sad. I'm like, because she's a lot younger than me. She was, uh, she's 10 years younger than me. And she, you don't remember that? You don't remember all that time I spent with you when you were little? You don't remember any of it. Like, I don't so, remember entire so trips. Rude. And I didn't have, nothing traumatic happened either. Like, my mother insists that we went to Washington, D.C. when I was 16. And I'm like, I swear to God, we did not go to Washington. Show me a picture. Uh-huh. And she can't find a picture. So, you know, now uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know, but like, you know, people will tell me, oh, remember that day in high school? And it would be something major. Like, remember that day in high school and someone, you know, poured gravy on your head and, (laughs) you know, whatever, like just, it would, it would have been something super, super major in a teenager's life. And I just forget. I don't know. I don't think I've blocked it out either. Like just anything. Well, I mean, that can be an advantage in in the end because you could meet your, who was your, maybe your high school enemy person you hated. And you, and, and you meet them and you're like, oh, hi. <laughs> Actually, that's kind of true because I went back to a reunion and had this lovely chat with somebody. <laughs> and I'm like, she's really nice. Who is that? And I, and I finally see her name tag. You know, it was, her hair was hiding it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to use a fake name. Like, you know, that was yeah. Mary Beth. Oh, my God. You know, like, because I didn't recognize her. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> But, um, I mean, I, now that's the, the downside of this, by the way, is that I totally plagiarized myself in my Christmas movies. And now this will be your Easter egg of all Easter eggs for people listening to this is I have the same line of dialogue Uh and it's, I'm very embarrassed about this, but there's nothing I can do about it now. So I'm just going to share it. Um, I have, it's in Chris, it's in, and the reason I know I did it is because the producer is the same for both of these two movies I'm gonna, uh-huh. that I'm talking about. And they're like, I, this sounds really familiar. And we looked it up and I'm like, oh my God, no, we have to change it. And they're like, no, it's really good. I go, no, we have to change it. And they said, no, it works. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so really for the record, funny. I tried to change it. I'm not even going to say what it is. It's going to be a contest and whoever can figure it out, I will send a copy of my husband's book of Schmelf the Hanukkah Elf. Oh, too. 
and whoever can is the first to figure out the 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 self plagiarism. I'm just making up this contest right now. Yes. All right. That's the contest. I, I expect signed our, copy of Schmelf the Hanukkah Elf. I no expect less. our sleuthers to get on this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, so, now if it turns out they cut it i will let you know but i don't think they okay. did i think it is in okay. both i was gonna say to you if if you ever need i hereby give you permission if you ever need to use us as an excuse to get out of whatever those people want you to do just be like sorry i have to i have to deal with this podcast you can blame you can, you can blame it on us that's right I'll say, you know, yeah, exactly. I, I just, it's, it's embarrassing, but it's just, you know, like, well, it, it's a pretty good line, right? So yeah, of course yeah. I would think of it twice because I have no memory of anything I've ever written. <laughs> so I was watching, I was watching on Disney Plus. I was uh -huh. watching a really old episode. I wrote a fill of the future yeah. with my son and I'm like, and, the, and I'm, I'm listening to the line song. This is pretty good. Did I, did I write that? Oh my gosh. That's pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, so um, that's true. I didn't even think that when we were talking about Disney Plus off air that the you you can watch some of your own stuff like your Avalon High and your uh huh yeah, yeah. so that's pretty exciting. I got uh, Avalon High is on there, which is great uh, to to see again. I haven't seen that in years. And then the best thing for me is Phil of the Future. I uh -huh. loved that year. That was a fun, so much fun. We had the best time ever. Um, it was the second season, second and final season. We had so much fun on that show. I thought it was, I thought it was really funny and great. And, um, I have uh -huh. many voiceovers in there, like little acting yeah. secret voiceovers, uncredited. Um, right. my son didn't believe it was me because I did an accent. Thank you very much. <laughs> and <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. Then there's a Jonas, couple Jonas's that I wrote uh -huh. around that time. I think yeah. that's. I think that's it. I'm still looking for my elusive third rock from the sun episode. I can't seem to right. find anywhere. You, oh, so you wrote one episode and then you I wrote one. I was on staff editing. for for one year and one episode was on, was was my you know my episode. Whatever. This was way back, yeah. way back. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, you've been enjoying Disney Plus. Very much. By the way, I, I, I feel super old now because not only, not only am I thinking back to like how long I've been doing this, but also because I'm laying in bed with my back with an ice pack and, um, you know, yeah, <laughs> I just feel really old right now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, when you when you get to the, there's always those moments where you're like, oh wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so everyone everyone listening can enjoy picturing me. <laughs> lying on the bed with an ice pack and a dog and uh some snacks that's what's happening right now yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. a good excuse not to write is the fact that i can't sit uh yeah and, I've, I've been there with that. and i can't stand either i don't know if anyone's tried a standing desk but i don't know why but my brain i can't do it i literally oh. cannot write and be creative standing for whatever reason i can't do it i tried yeah, I just feel like that's not natural. Like it's it's too... not, and I think something in your brain is just you know being. If you're standing, you're using I don't know. You're you're taking up more space in your body to uh, you know your thought processes on not falling. Right? I don't know. Yeah. Like <laughs> your brain, your brain is more busy when you're standing. That's what I think. Yeah. Well, and then there's people who like walk on the treadmill. Those kind of like it's what? No. Yeah. I would I, take, I mean, if I were like an agent or something, I, I would definitely roll calls, you know, on the treadmill because <laughs> that's, that sounds fine. Yeah. yeah. But, it, but that's just chit chat. And I, then I tried the desk. I actually bought this and returned it where like you could make it go up or down, you know, based on what you were doing. So I would, uh -huh. you know, I said, okay, well, when I'm doing emails and calls, I'll be up. And then yeah. when I write, I'll be down. But then I realized I switched between those things every 10 seconds and that's not going to work either. Yeah. <laughs> so do you try to watch the Hallmark movies or do you feel like that's just to see kind of what other people are doing? Or do you feel like it's kind of distracting from your, from your writing? So I, I don't generally, um, I don't watch a lot of them. I do watch them. But uh -huh. sometimes, but because this is honestly the truth, because my memory is so bad, I don't want to accidentally, um, you know, watch something and then think I thought of it later. Right. Yeah. Because that's totally, you know, in the realm of possibility, it hasn't happened yet. But, um, 
it, I like to, you know, I'll watch stuff from people who I know and everything. And then I've been trying to watch as many Christmas movies as I can just to, you know, but, but it's hard because, you know, most of my time spent working and, um, uh, you know, I don't really have that much time to watch anything. Right. Unfortunately, like yeah. this actually the last couple of days that I have been watching, um, I like watching them live kind of like with the commercials and the whole thing during yeah. the day. So I was like just on the couch yesterday because of my back and just watching a bunch of old Hallmark Christmas movies. Uh-huh. And I, and I really did read, I, I never, like I'd never watched nine lives of Christmas and oh, really? I loved it. Yeah, I loved it's it. Really good. I really, really liked it. I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> and I, and I worked with that producer a, a number of times. So I emailed him. I'm like, Hey, um, I, I may have told you that I saw it before and, and, you know, but I, now I really watched it and I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, you should watch. Uh, but I love that. And um, what did I just see? That was really great. Well, actually, I kind of cried yesterday watching um, a princess for Christmas. And I oh, don't know yeah. if it was me or the muscle relaxer <laughs> I was taking, but <laughs> That I did. Was, that I was cute. Tear. I mean, all the I I like all the princess movies for the. I mean, they all kind of. We got a lot the year of the royal wedding. Like there were so many. But... I do have a royal. I do have a royal Christmas movie for next year, but it's not the usual. Yeah. Good. We'd like to th- take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode podcast they are good folks over at glamour jewelry box and right now you can save five dollars on your first month subscription go to glamourjewelrybox.com and use code hallmarkies during checkout it's really cool what glamour jewelry box does because we all want to feel plaza worthy (laughs) especially during the holidays and the thing that i think can really help uh, is if you have the right accessories and with Glamour Jewelry Box, you get sent a, every month, you get sent a necklace, a bracelet, and a pair of earrings. And they really try to be trendy, but not like weird trendy. And so it's something that not everybody else would be wearing. It'll be something unique, but also tasteful and classy and beautiful. And I was really impressed with the pieces that they sent over. And so you can get $5 off your first month subscription Go to GlamourJewelryBox.com and use code Hallmarkies. So, yeah. um, I mean, that's not to say I don't ever want to write, you know, something edgier again. But for right now, you know, I love romantic comedy. It's my favorite thing mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. You know, and keeping it, I think it's more of a challenge to write a G-rated rom-com than a PG-rated rom-com. Yeah. I mean, because makes- you have to you have to express the, the romance and the attraction and the spark. It is so much harder to do that without you know, physical, uh-huh. without like anything physical, without being able to say certain things that aren't rated G, yeah. you know, it's just harder. It's like yeah. being, it's like, you know, the old school rom-coms like Philadelphia Story and all those ones where they didn't have the luxury yeah. of, of, you know, sex or anything like that, yeah. you know? Um, well, so true. I do, I do love it. And I, I think it. that, that the movies from that era and, and are are actually sexier i do i when it's sort totally. of under when it's implied and when it's kind of and 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 you, you can get some of that screwball comedy i think right. it's it's you know i mean i love breakfast at tiffany's uh and that's not a screwball comedy but but i love it it, can, and, it is, it is it, a couple times <laughs> it, it can be but uh, yeah. i i love it and the, the if they if they tried to make that movie now it would be oh, so no R-rated and so. Oh well, like, also, also, there's certain parts of Breakfast at Tiffany's that would never, <laughs> you know. I mean, well, yeah, no way. I mean, the casting, of course, would be very different. But, <laughs> right. uh, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I just think uh, they would just ruin it, and it wouldn't have the heart that it, I think, it has. And right. I mean, they tried to put it on Broadway, and it was a disaster. Uh, like, did you so, ever see Pillow Talk with Doris Day and Rock yeah. Hudson? Did That's I one of my very, very favorite. What is I that? love that movie. Um, I just love it. And that's yeah, to me, it's, per- so it's like the perfect little yeah. light rom-com. It, it's bright and shiny and happy and yeah. funny. I just love that movie so much. Me that was too. one of the only, one of the first big posters I ever had up, like a movie poster. Yeah. Was that and Singing in the Rain next to each other. Oh, that's in my cool. first In my first office. Yeah, I have I, a weird movie, like top five, where number one is Coming to America uh-huh with eddie murphy yeah. that's like you know my number one all-time favorite you know they're movie. Doing a sequel next year i can't even i can't you can't <laughs> even talk to me about that 
That to me, that is as bad as the Princess Bride sequel that they were talking about last year. That everybody went nuts, went crazy, like you know, freaking out about. Yeah. Like, I cannot imagine. I I'm not going to watch it. I just can't. Like. Well, uh, I mean, and long-awaited comedy sequels have not had a good track record lately. No, but it's just a perfect little movie as it is. I love it so much. (laughs) I do. It's like that's number one, and then number two is Singing in the Rain, then Sound of Music, then Pillow Talk. And then I don't remember the rest because I'm me and I don't remember things. So I, have to, I would have to go look at my list because people always ask me, what's your favorite show? I'm like, I don't remember the name of any TV show ever in history. <laughs> if you ask me that, what's your favorite food? I don't remember the names of foods now. That's <laughs> like, that's like I would just say pizza. I would say pizza because that's the food I can remember at that moment. It's so sad. <laughs> Well, something's really really wrong with me. This is is kind of like, this is like a a moment where someone's going to be listening and be like, okay, we need to get in touch with Julie because we think we have a diagnosis. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. I mean, well, I mean, my, it's good that we have our phones now though, because all that stuff is just click away. True. My, I love animation is my favorite. And so my, my, my favorite movies and my favorite is this anime movie called Your Name, uh, which I just thought was brilliant on every level. And uh, and then I love the movie Up from Pixar. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, that's um, Ugly Cry City yeah. right there for me. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then I love The Little Mermaid. It's like my childhood. Um, <laughs> this is a good <laughs> list. See, you're good at, you're really good at this. So this is your job. So, <laughs> Well, thank you. Um, and then I love Jurassic Park is oh my god what a good list and then my fifth uh favorite is the wizard of oz so that's my oh my gosh okay so wait what's your favorite um like rom you know like kind of like when harry met sally type of movie yes my favorite romantic comedy is you've got mail and i know that it's a remake uh but i absolutely love Nora. it is very very cute yeah and i I mean, I love all of Nora Ephron's writing, even her bad movies. I still, there's something there for me to appreciate. Yep, I agree. And I love the way that she managed to kind of add this sort of commentary and these sort of diatribes about stuff, like, and yet still make it funny and you don't feel like they're preaching to you or, I don't yeah, know. Totally. And, and just, you've got mail. I mean, it's, I just absolutely, it's so quotable to me. I could go the whole day talking about. That was my, when, when, when Harry met Sally, but I worked in a movie theater the year that came out. Uh-huh. So I saw it, you know, the first time I saw it was in the theater. I remember thinking this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. Um, it's still, I think that's probably my number five movie of all time, just because of that. That was my quoted, my most quoted thing ever. And Dead Poets, same year. Oh yeah. I mean, but I get, I ob- this, I get obnoxious about you've got mail. Cause I'm just, once like, we get started talking about it, I'm like, Patricia makes coffee nervous. When I get out of here, I'm going to have my eyes lasered. I mean, I could go on and on and yeah, on. Yeah, they are. It is very quotable. That I think are um, hilarious. <laughs> I will say about Dead Poets Society though, this is, this is kind of, I, I never thought I would say this, but so I, I was, I think senior in high school or something when it came out somewhere like that. Um, and you know, I was so into it that I actually changed my name tag at the movie theater to oh, Nawanda, right? right? So oh I was really gosh. into it and just like obsessed with it. And it made me, you know, part of the reason I like love New England and just the way it looked and uh-huh. everything. And, um, and then I watched it again, probably 10 years ago. I'm like, wait, he's killing himself because his dad won't let him be in a play. Like, really? I was just, <laughs> like, I kind of have the similar experience, but with, a. I, I don't love what I call angsty teen movies. They're not right. my favorite. And, and I, oh man, watching, I did not, I famously outraged. People were outraged. I did not like a fault, the fault in our stars. I just, oh, the whole time I'm just like, oh my gosh. Oh. Okay. So I didn't have even seen that yet. So then the out, you can turn the outrage to me because I never even watched it. Okay. So there you go. But, but yeah, I mean, yeah, as far as my favorite movies uh, that I have spirited away is my, uh, which is the mm, animation yeah. that I adore. You've got mail, back to the future, 
Breakfast at Tiffany's, and Star Wars are my top ten. These are this is a very good list. <laughs> I, I do love all the like I, I know Raiders of the Lost Ark is in mine somewhere and yeah. um Back to the Future is in there. I mean it's I, I remember things as people tell me. I'm like, Oh my god, yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my uh we're trying to give our son a very a very wide ranging, you know, movie background uh-huh. so i finally got <laughs> i finally found a coming to america that had all the bad stuff cut out for for network uh-huh. Uh-huh. but like even more than normal for network like like uh-huh. kid for almost kid friendly it was right. amazing so i got to show him that i'm like oh there's more but you got to wait till you're older <laughs> so you like it <laughs> oh my god totally yeah yeah because yeah. greg, greg and i all the time are always quoting from it and he had no idea that's what it was from so now he you know, now he does like whatever you like, like that. So, um, that so good. yeah, and it's funny because yeah. now we're getting him. He's into the Beatles now. You know, every kid goes through their Beatles phase. He's in his Beatles phase, and we we showed yeah. him yesterday, which was his first real film film to watch ever, uh-huh. and he real he loved it. So that was cool to see him like yeah. really into a movie that wasn't the Avengers or yeah, you know, something actiony, but a real film. It's cinema, as we've yeah, seen. Cinema. The cinema. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't know how many of my my top ten that Scorsese would consider cinema, but <laughs> whatever. I, try I think a best. lot of your top ten would be considered cinema. I hope so. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I used to be more. I used to be more precious about my lists because I thought, you know, I had to listen to NPR and have a very artsy <laughs> list of films like Jules and Jim would be on my list. Why? Because I saw it and it's French. And so uh, yeah. <laughs> it's well, on I mean, my list. It's always you know? tempting to put Citizen Kane, something like that. On yeah, your, I know. On your list. I mean, I liked, I liked Chocolat, but I mean, how pretentious is that to put on your list? I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. but, but yeah, I mean, because I, I, I definitely, if I'm talking influential, best made, but this is just what I like. It's the movie, I always say, whatever movie, if it's on TV, you will still stop what you're doing and watch it, even if there's yeah. commercials, and even if you own the DVD, that's your favorite movie. Yeah, so, and, and these 10, Lethal I Weapon, mean, Lethal Weapon is one I, that we always stop and watch, you know, like, there's just a lot of them that are like, <laughs> they just, they're just there, and you yeah, watch them, Yeah, you know? Yeah, I agree, um, I agree. <laughs> well, anyway. And well, uh, so you have three movies coming I out. I do. Yeah. I'd like to take a second and to thank our second sponsor for this episode of the podcast. They are Skylight Frame. Right now is a special holiday offer. You can get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com, enter code Hallmark. So not Hallmarkies, Hallmark for this one. And you'll, you'll get the $10 off and you go to Skylight Frame, S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E, dot com code hallmark and this is really cool i mean we've had digital frames around for many years really cool is that people can email uh, photos directly to your frame so you could be looking at your frame and surprise picture from a relative or some a member of your family or anybody who wants to send you a photo and that would be such a fun surprise to have a picture from your sister or a picture from because my sisters live in england right now and so it would be very easy for them to just shoot a email it just looks classy it's really nice they have 100 percent satisfaction guarantee and so i think you'll really enjoy it as a family it's a great way we think of all these pictures we take on our phone now you can just click click and it's right on the frame so definitely check it out and right now you can get ten dollars off your purchase of skylight frame if you go to skylightframe.com enter code hallmark and so that's skylight frame s-k-y-l-i-g-h-t-f-r-a-m-e dot com promo code hallmark and so your first one that our christmas love song uh starring Alicia Alicia Witt, Witt. Yes. and yes. we were very lucky and fortunate to be able to interview her i don't think she's done any other podcasts ever so that's amazing so that's exciting. great <laughs> I'm so excited. That's great. And I know she, that from what I've seen, uh, you know, I haven't, I haven't gotten a chance to really watch the whole thing yet, uh-huh. but from what I've seen of the song 
uh, that she sings with uh, Brandon, the duet. Uh-huh. They they definitely they look great together. They sound great. I, I yeah. think it's you know I love that she got to write a song for it. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, bound to be a Christmas sensation. The whatever yeah. the song title. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh, Christmas. I miss you. Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah. I miss you. Yeah, yeah, she seemed very excited, especially about that part of it was the music. And so I, I'm really looking forward to seeing it. And, and you know, the, the fact that they got to shoot at the Grand Old Opry is huge. That's, so that oh, was yeah. just great. I didn't expect yeah. that they would get to. I thought we were going to have to fake it. So that was yeah. nice. Yeah, and she lives in Nashville, so that was fun for right. her. Totally and perfect. I guess, I guess she'd actually debuted on the Grand Old Opry, she was telling me, uh, previously. So she's already... So it was so uh, full circle I, for her. Yeah, that was really interesting. Um, has Brandon been in anything before? I don't think he has on the network, no. right? He's new. New, new to Hallmark. Yeah, he's he's yeah. cute. And yeah, he's he cute. looks pretty hunky. Yeah, I'm he's excited. Good. I'm yeah. excited to see him, and uh, you know, I always look forward to the Alicia Witt movie. It's it's just become a, a Yuletide tradition every year. Exactly, exactly. So I, I yeah, really enjoy. And but apparently she's posting uh i guess she's in costa rica right now though from <laughs> judging by the instagram so yeah um, she's gonna have to christmas up the uh hotel room before, <laughs> you know she's gonna start she's got to post you know yeah yeah that's true although i, was... I did write most of these movies in the, in the heat of summer so mm-hmm. um i guess it makes sense yeah so was this a how how did you end up doing our christmas love song was it an idea you had or was it something requested no that or? was a it was a an idea that was brought to me by the producers and the okay. network yeah uh-huh. and then so that that's how one thing happens you know the next one uh christmas club was based on a novella and we turned that into what it is and you know we've talked about this before how you know when you adapt something it's uh-huh. always a bigger challenge because you can, it's never going to be like the book to get to, to get on the hallmark you know it's just never exactly like that but my goal is to make the author happy that the kind of the bones and the soul of whatever they wrote stays there and i think barbara hinsky was was happy with what uh-huh. it turned into that's great i mean well, she told me she's happy <laughs> secretly i don't know but she seems to be happy with it so. i'm sure she is so uh, i have not I, when i first heard this i was like "Ooh, it's gonna be about a club that celebrates christmas like i know i know that's what you thought <laughs> i heard you say that <laughs> and so is there a club like what do they mean is this like a, a club in the okay, sense of so, like a, an establishment or is there a club? no 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 it's it's okay so back in the day you know back when there was um layaways and savings accounts and you know all that stuff there was uh-huh. called the christmas club and a bank would have something called the christmas club where they would take out a small portion of somebody's paycheck or savings or whatever like they would they would put it aside for these for people so that at the end of the you know you know a month before christmas they'd get this money so that's Uh what the banks called it that's what the stores called it so that was where that was where that story came from it was that was the name of her novel so that's what it was the christmas club so i think the good thing is is that we added her saying that at the very beginning okay the lady (laughs) who who is a member of the Christmas club. She kind of explains what it is. I, di- I didn't even, it didn't even really occur to me that it would be thought the way you thought of it until you said it. So um, <laughs> now I kind of need to write the Christmas club, yes. like a club of people, yes. like you said, that would get together for cr- Christmas crafts or whatever. Yes. <laughs> it would be my, my dream come true. They have a Christmas club where every yes. like month mm-hmm. of the year, you celebrate yeah. christmas it would be so fun you could go and you could have cute. like a potluck and and then yeah do like a christmas craft or watch a christmas movie or that's so cute yeah. all right well you know what that's... <laughs> now here's the problem what do we call it now <laughs> christmas club's gone the real the real the real and the real is in parentheses the real christmas club <laughs> Yeah, like the, uh, the, the, one of those, what's it, the, um, uh, the Alexander McCall Smith books, you know, you could be like the, um, uh, he has the, uh, the Philosopher's Club and the, uh, oh, yeah. you know, all those, uh, the right. detective agency and all that stuff. The 12, the 12 months of Christmas. How about that? 12 months of Christmas. Hmm. I, what's another word for club? Group? 
That sounds you know, like AA or something. You're, you're missing the alliteration, though, if you don't have the k. Uh. So and we're gonna have to we're gonna have to brainstorm on this. Yeah, one. I, yeah. I'll put my pitches pitch okay, skills yes. to work. It's but anyway, yeah. no. But I am really looking forward to it. And I, uh, so so yeah, you told us a little bit about there. So they so both Cameron Matheson's character and uh, Elizabeth Mitchell's character are in this uh, club. They're they're, well, they're not in the club. It's the late. Okay, so the setup is this: that there's a little old lady who is in front of the toy store during Christmas, and uh-huh. Cameron Matheson's character, who's not paying attention to Christmas or anything except work, because you know that's how we do it, is uh, walking right. one direction, and Elizabeth Mitchell, who's looking for a Hanukkah present for her coworker, because it's Hanukkah, uh-huh. is walking the other way. And as they meet in the middle where this old lady is, she's taking her money out of her wallet and a gust of wind blows it into the air. And that was the setup in the book too. Um, And it's these two come together to help her and thinking that they helped her just in that moment. And it's a really cute little scene. And it's one of my favorite scenes ever now is sort of the, like how they help her and what they tell her when they come up, when they find the money and all the things. It's just really cute. And then, you know, they never would have, and she says, you never would have met if my money hadn't flown away. And it's just how it keeps coming. You know, they keep seeing each other and the money keeps showing up around them and just how it all just is all connected. And it's just really cute. And I think that personally, I love seeing um, slightly older actors in a lead role. Not saying they're old. I'm just saying they're not 25, you know, and I love seeing this relationship. They're super cute together. Um, and even even all, all the all the co co stars, you know, uh, the supporting characters, really good casting. The sister in particular, and I'm so sorry, I can't remember her name, but she's fantastic. Mm. Is, is Edward's sister, Cameron Matheson's character's sister in this? Um, and I just yeah, it's very sweet. And and the more Cameron talks about the difference that it made in his life, I just can't. I, I it just makes me so happy. Yeah, because yeah, so. he kind of was encouraged to go and get his uh, the um, the cat scan MRI MRI yeah uh, that yeah. helped find the cancer and stuff. So that's pretty amazing, right? And I'm not obviously I'm not saying like, hey, my movie saved Cameron Matheson's life, but <laughs> uh, I like that it touched that it it got to him, you know, enough to say like, you know, to pay attention to the little things. Sure. That in you know. I like God wink. I love that phrase. I love that they're using it. Uh-huh. That's to be, that's what that is. Same thing. You know, yeah. you can call it Christmas magic or fate or God or anything you want to call it. But to me, it's all the same thing is, right. is, you know, paying attention to those little moments because those are the moments that are, are sent for you. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, it almost, it almost feels at least in the marketing, which it makes sense, I guess that, that it almost feels like Cameron Matheson's movie uh, but you know they always have female leads in Hallmark movies, but I don't know. It just sort of feels, at least that it's sort of equally yoked. I think it is. I think because they're both stars, they're both, you know, she, but she's not a star necessarily to the network yet, but I think yeah. she will be. Yeah. And he's big star for the network. So I think it's a, ba- it's a good balance for them. Uh-huh. Um, as far as their, especially for their stories, they both really do have um, strong story arcs separately mm. oh, come that, together exciting to me I'm, I'm really really looking forward to it so and then you have christmas in montana yes later uh in the in in december i think yes december yeah. they just moved it i think it's a good move they did they moved it to saturday night december 14th i think any move to a saturday night is a good thing uh-huh. so um yeah, so we got moved to the 14th, and that's with kelly martin and colin ferguson and i did make it to the set for that one which was yeah. great it was freezing and it wasn't summer, so everybody could act cold and it was okay, you know? It was freezing That's cold. dedication when they're like, <laughs> really, like, it is when you can actually see their breath and stuff, like, you're like, it's just way better. But even in, um, I would say, even in Christmas Club, they definitely, it was definitely warm when they shot it, but I, I really couldn't tell. You could uh-huh. only tell just kind of the way the light was shining, the, you know, because uh-huh. you could just tell the season based on the sunlight, but um, you really wouldn't 
no, nobody was sweating. Nobody was, you know what I mean? It, it looked, it still looked like winter, but Christmas in Montana was like legit cold. There was yeah. a lot of, when I was there, they were shooting in the barn and it was like this 300 year old barn and each slat of wood had like probably half an inch gap. So it was freezing and windy and loud. So they're going to have, they may have to ADR half this movie. Cause it's just like, you know, they're, they're doing the dialogue and just yeah. like, <laughs> just super windy. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I remember uh, the Catherine Bell was talking about how when she did the movie in Fiji, which I mean, that, that's not too hard of an ask, I guess, but, but mm-hmm. that they had the ADR like, because the just the wind and the ocean and just all that stuff was just too loud. So. Yeah, totally. And it was <laughs> in, you know, obviously what makes it louder is having giant little whistles. The, the barn was basically a giant whistle. With all yeah. the holes, you know. So, oh, but sense. it was it was kind of fun. It was sort of snuggly and cute, and they had all the Christmas stuff uh-huh. up. And, um, you know, uh, I got I was there for uh, the scene where Kelly kind of learns how to get onto a horse, and he helps her. And uh-huh. I'm proud to say that she does not accidentally fall off into his arms, <laughs> because I feel like. I'm I'm also guilty of that of this, by the way. But I I am you know not this time. We're not doing that. There's no slip and falls. Oh. And I again, I'm totally guilty of doing it in the past. But trying to you know shake it up a little. Guilty. That's like um, my favorite thing ever. When people are, I call it the movie fall. When like they just happen to fall on top of each other into each other's eyes is. Look in each other's eyes. It's the most hilarious thing. I love it. That it is. There is. Never, I'm not saying she doesn't. I'm not saying she doesn't stumble, but she doesn't stumble necessarily. It's definitely more like he he steadies her, but there's no like you know. Cl- it's not like she's falling like Princess Bride from the window <laughs> into, into his arms. Oh, that's another one. Princess Bride. That's another one. I forgot. Yeah, it's definitely that's another top ten. Yeah, oh my god! How could I forget Princess Bride? It's up there uh, in my top uh, top one hundred. By the I way, I have Prince a friend. Bride. I have a good friend here who has never seen Princess Bride and hadn't even really heard of it. And I'm like, I don't even know if we can be friends. Like <laughs> seriously, like that's like a yeah. friendship deal breaker. So <laughs> I have to. I'm having her over to watch it. I think the key to because there are people I feel like that watch it later, and I think the key to Princess Bride is that. I think people that are expecting it to be like uproariously funny are maybe a little disappointed. It's not that kind of comedy. Uh, no, it's, it is it's, funny, but it's not like it's wordplay and and just yeah. it's just yeah, it's just the best. Anyway, so back to Montana. So <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's it's not like the, it's not that kind of fall. It's just sort of like a little stumble, and she's like, you know, I'm good, I'm cool. Like I get I get yeah. on the horse by myself, dude. Like don't worry about it. I'm good because yeah, yeah so. there is because there is nothing i love more in romantic comedy when it's like we're on the subway and oh look it, it bounced us into each other's arms like it's so i don't know any other i don't know there will ever be a situation where that actually happens in real life and but for some reason i just think it's hilarious i love it we should but, try to figure out in some sort of detective way yeah. uh the first time that, that was ever used ever in a movie the the accidental like yeah. fall into the arms like, this oops, would be good i fell right on top of you how would we ever right. find this out I, I <laughs> well also the other thing and i'm super guilty of it and i i i know that i'm super guilty of it <laughs> is the um and I, I think I don't think it's in any of these for Christmas, but it might be in one other one. I got to change it. Is when they uh, the the late the girl's looking out at something and says it's uh, it's beautiful, and then he's looking at her and says yes, it is. Uh huh. That you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, he's, right. he's looking at her. <laughs> that is a really cheesy moment. That was that's the I other one. Was... I'm trying to I'm trying to rid my every all my movies of that moment. Too. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but. It all depends on how it's executed. I love the tropes a lot of times. I think stuff like that is so fun. I uh, I don't know. So it just depends. I'm not saying there's not tropes. I'm just trying to 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 you know, I, you know I don't want to be that predictable. Like you know, there's definitely yeah. still tropes happening, yeah. but it's just you know, a whole. I had a beat that I think it got cut though, where because I find it extremely satisfying to like sweep snow off of something after oh, a oh yeah a snowfall like a 12 inch you know what i mean mm-hmm. just sweep your arm across it i just love doing that and I, uh-huh. I had that as a little character beat i don't think it stayed i'm gonna use it again though yeah um and i have them like falling into a snow like jumping into a snow drift but 
not seeing you know you know you know that thing where they fall on the on the snow but then they they look at they turn and see each other's eyes so I'm trying to do it where they they're both falling into a snowdrift but they don't see each other yeah. and they talk but they can't see each other yeah which I think is kind of cute that, yeah that sounds really cute the the one that I am tired of is the uh, save the save the farm save the this is a, yeah I know this is a save this is a save the ranch I'm sorry to tell you <laughs> it is a save the ranch but um it can be done well. Uh, and it's just so often is kind of lazy and, but I trust you and your writing that will be done. Well, it just, I try, I think I tried not to use the word save, but I uh-huh. think it got in one line because uh-huh. it's not necessarily the ranch is going to close. It's that it's not going to, they can't, they, there was a drought. They can't afford to keep things as they are. Like they just can't make, you know, they're barely making ends meet. They need a second loan, but they need to figure out a way to cover it and make mm-hmm. more money and yeah. find a, an income stream. So it's not necessarily save the ranch. It's just sort of like, you know, um, keep, keep things going as they are and better. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, yeah. yeah. I'm excited. Um, someone, someone wrote that. Isn't there, I just saw it. Like there's only like, there's only five Hallmark plots or whatever, uh-huh. you know? Um, so that's the other thing is, you know, we know that there's so many similarities. It's really our job to sort of just make it, happen in a different way that's amusing to people or that's different or that's yeah you know oh wait i never haven't seen i haven't seen them do snow like that yet you know yeah, yeah i don't i don't mind this similarity at all uh but uh but it's just how it's just how it's executed and so uh but it is how it's executed and yeah. it's like christmas uh christmas club um it's not a save the but there's you know but there she needs to find a place to open a new dance studio and have a recital for Christmas Eve because yeah. her current one closes unexpectedly. So it's not save the studio. It's find a new studio. Ha 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 I mean, so was it amazing to get to, to meet Kelly Martin? She's a legend. Oh, I've known her. Yeah. I've known her for a long time. She did my first, oh, uh, my very right. first Hallmark. I forgot. Hello, it's me. So um, we've, we've become friends and just kind of, you know, we talk yeah. a lot. This project, uh, took a long time to finally get made because it used to just be a straight up ranch movie. And then uh-huh. they had one that aired in the fall. So that got that spot. And basically the only way to kind of keep it alive was to uh, reconfigure it into a Christmas, Christmas movie, which I think it turned out great as a Christmas movie. I liked it. It was uh-huh. just, you know, we had to kind of go back and redo it, you know, yeah. in that way. But um, so it was a long, a long process. And Kelly's a, an executive producer on that. And so we were very close, you know, in touch all the time with all these changes and everything. She's amazing and uh, normal and so down to earth. I love her. Yeah. She's great. That's, that's um, cool. And Colin, I've never met Colin Ferguson until this trip. And we had dinner a few times when I was up there. And he's super nice and funny. And yeah. he's great. Oh, I am um, good. I'm excited about it. And so there you go. We talked about your three new movies. Congratulations. That is a thank you. And uh, we're definitely all looking forward to them. You do a really good job. And thank I'm you. Very looking forward to all your projects. And so where can people follow you on social media and all that fun stuff? So I'm definitely trying to do more Instagram now. So that uh-huh. one is um, Julie Sherman Wolf underscore writer. Uh-huh. And then Twitter is Shermwolf, and Wolf has an E on the end of all okay, these wolves. Um, so at Shermwolf. And then um, I believe my Facebook, which I don't really, I usually just do the Instagram that goes to the Facebook okay. page, which is Julie Sherman Wolf dash writer. Okay. And that, I believe, is it. Great. We'll have all that in the description section. And Awesome. Yes. And so you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all over social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Ron Tomatoes. And you can follow the podcast all over social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please give us your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate it. And if you're listening on YouTube, if you can give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. We sure appreciate that as well. And please consider becoming a patron. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Do it. Do it. Do it. So Become a Patreon. Yes. Please. Be a Patreon. <laughs> we do. Have so much fun. And uh, and then also we have our merch store, which has all kinds of fun stuff. And so check that you out. You did such cute t-shirts, Rachel. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we, we've had a lot of fun coming up with uh, 
coming up with that store. So anyway, check it out. And thanks so much, Julie. It's always a blast. And, Thank you so uh, much for having me. I'm going to make sure Nina, um, like, uh, gets laryngitis so I can catch up to her. Okay. So she's going <laughs> to, <laughs> I might have to poison Nina, um, just to get close, just to get close. You know, it's fine. We're good. And she, she, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> we will definitely have you back on in sooner than what's been over a year. It's too long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, too no, long. definitely. Now we'll that definitely there's no more better. gaps. So we're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me okay. back on. All right. Well, happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. And we'll talk Same to you. Soon. Okay.